You're listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linden. Welcome to episode 7 of our nine-part series on the CAF. You know, that stands for Cloud Adoption Framework, and that's Microsoft's guideline to help you move to the cloud. Well, since we've moved all our assets to the cloud, it's time to talk about actual governance. Alex Malus and Jurian Uitenboog, Heart of Insight, join me once again. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, um, we've uh, talked about governance before. Uh, episode four, way back, uh, it was an episode about identities. Um, but, but just just to refresh our minds, what's what are we talking about when we think about governance? Well, again, in in governance, in my point of view, is um, is the framework you set up or the system you set up around your uh, your cloud assets to to get the best out of it and to keep in control. Um, of course, we're taking in mind that you have set certain goals in the first one or two steps of the cloud adoption framework. And in order to make sure you get the best out of it and you reach your goals and you're fully in control of that, in general, that's what I think that is governance. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing, governance, it's often forgotten. Seriously? A lot of customers, they, they do too much governance Mm-hmm. Because then they they don't migrate because they think they're not in control, so they're a bit afraid. Um, but a lot of customers they just understand and they just want to go to the cloud. They create their solutions, they migrate their resources, or they build up their uh, their environment, and then afterwards they realize that they are out of control, or that certain costs are getting out of control, or they it doesn't do what it should do, or they don't or they can't monitor the the performance. So. Um, it's a super important step yeah. within the, the adoption framework and it's often forgotten. I, I want to think about that. Um, the first the previous episode was about identities, uh, but that was only, that's only a part of the your governance structure, setting up identities, making sure everyone uh, who needs to have ask, access can access the stuff they need to access and the right time, etc., those were identities, right? It's in yes, in Good. in our view. <laughs> See, you are on your way to becoming a cloud transformation I'm, specialist. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> um, yes, so it's definitely not the only one, but identity, the identity component, in our view, it's one of the first things to start with. Look, look into how to govern your identities. Um, well, if you. Think of both a hybrid, having a hybrid approach or a cloud-only approach, but look into the identities component and then ensure you're governing your entire environment. So don't, like Yurian was mentioning, don't overlook the governance part. Ensure that you're always analyzing, there is always room for improvement. Now you're in the cloud, but then are you paying the proper amount of money for the workloads you are running? You know that some virtual machines are running all the time is it worth paying for them in a pay-as-you-go manner or is it worth maybe knowing that they are running all the time uh, paying for some reserved capacity for them then once you have moved them into the cloud maybe they are using too much too much capacity or they need to be scaled up how do you organize that is it that you you now have them working in the cloud, but is there a smarter way to run it? Is there a more a platform as a service, a pass kind of mm-hmm. workload which can replace whatever you're running in a VM? So it's 
ensure that you have the proper security put in place, the proper uh, permissions assigned, that your uh, environments are optimally are running in an optimal manner. Yeah, we have the, those five pillars. Yeah. The so-called Microsoft Azure well-architected pillars, um, which are cost optimization, operational excellence, performance efficiency, reliability, and security. And I think you can bring back uh, governance always back to those five pillars to make sure that you get the best out of your, your assets within the cloud that are as, as secure as possible, uh, they're running as as, as good as, as possible, uh, monitor that, make sure that you're not paying too much or that the money you put in the platform, that it returns uh, the, the profit, uh, those kind of things. So I, th I think you can summarize it always back to uh, to those five, uh, five pillars. Is there then a difference between the governance of your on-prem data center and your cloud data center? In in its core, I don't I don't think so. But they I are think equally th important. That's what I was trying to say. But I think the, the the cloud is way more flexible and more dynamic. So you have to let's make a comparison just easily. If you have your own on-prem data centers, you know you purchase your stuff upfront. So you you buy your servers, you you, you have your uh, electricity uh, subscription, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fit them into the racks. Exactly. Build, build you, build, you build up your solution, them. the yeah. whole platform, and then it's when it's running, it's running. And of course, you have to govern it. But from a cost uh, cost perspective, yeah, you have done the investment, and you yeah. have to make sure that you you earn it back. But and from, a, from from also a, a knowledge and time perspective, because you need to know how to build those racks. You need to have the people who know how to do it. And it's not as simple as I want a hundred servers uh, up and running now, and you click two buttons and they're up. It's physically needing to mount that environment, which yeah. can take months. Yeah, yeah. So that's and that's the difference between the cloud because in a cloud it can be as easy as just flipping a switch. So you, you can easily get out of control there. Yeah. If you yeah. if you and that's that's what we have seen before. Uh, I think I gave an example of uh, of a customer who's used a data factory, yeah. a data factory, and and they just clicked through the the wizard and they didn't pay attention to something and yeah, it completely ran out of control. While yeah. it would have easily uh, could have been avoided by setting the right policies or the right access or yeah, wasn't it? Ensure you grant the right permissions to the right people because well, you you can have your um, developers. That, that are working on, on creating the solution for you. But they are also people and we are curious by nature. Mm -hmm. So then they see, oh, okay, I can uh, spin up a virtual machine with 256 cores and uh, 12 terabytes of RAM, which is a massive amount. Uh, oh, let's see if this works. Click, poof, it works. But then yeah. whoever pays the bill. <laughs> <laughs> we also had a, we had a... And you have to turn it off again. Should have paid attention to yeah. not grant them permission to do that, to be able to do that in the first place, for yeah. example. Yeah. And lately or uh, recently, we uh, we ran into an example as well where a server was not performing well. So normally then you just add some memory or some CPUs to it and then it will run more smoothly. This engineer, they used to do it the same way. Just, you know, is there, are there still CPUs and memory left in the platform? Okay, then give it some extra and then it will perform. And so they changed the template of the D machine within Azure, where it was running some applications on top. It was a part of the, uh, it was a session host for an RDS solution. Mm -hmm. And the guy thought, hey, that's an interesting machine. That's an N machine that has a lot of uh, CPUs and memory. Let, let's try that one. But didn't realize that 
that VM will cost four and a half thousand euros a month. And if you only have that running for seven days, then you can imagine it's still, it's already six, seven hundred euros, yeah. while the whole solution should have cost seven hundred euros a month. And that's that's bad governance. Yeah, yeah. That's simply someone doing something that yeah. he shouldn't be doing. Exactly. Actually. And yeah. you can easily you say, can... Uh, for example, to an engineer who is administrating a solution and making sure that it's running smoothly for their customers, because that's still something you have to control yourself, uh, partly as well. Um, that Those kind of engineers can only deploy D machines. This specific example, the guy who, it was a guy who changed the template of the machine, which made a, uh, a lot of well which increased the cost a lot of uh, with a lot of money they could have easily set a policy on that 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 guy couldn't deploy an l machine or an n machine and it just didn't and it shouldn't have worked so yeah, yeah it's again it's, it's bad governance yeah it sounds like a lot of those things you need to put in place and then you can easily automate it or let it almost sometimes let it go the automation part comes after, mm -hmm. generally speaking, of the deployment and the, the auto turn on and off of the virtual machines or stuff like that um, in, in the infrastructure as a service scenario, particularly. Generally speaking, you would want to uh, yeah, lift and shift whatever possible to get familiarized with the cloud concept and how things work. Uh, where to do the clicks, so to say, and, <laughs> and, and how to configure it. And later on, you will learn that, that there is automation that you can put in place at the later stage. Yeah, yeah. It's all, that, that's once again, you need to know how it works. You need to know the fundamentals. Uh, and then you can maybe say, okay, I can automate it. I can exactly. let it go a little bit. But it all starts with being curious and understanding that the cloud is not the only way, of course, but it's, it's definitely one way, depending on your business, it's one way to go for. And, and the, the first thing is to take the step, have your workers running in there, understand how the cloud works versus what you are used to, and then look into how to what's coming next, because you'll realize that next to the cost savings, you will also have some time back not having to manage the data center. So with that time, you can learn about how to automate your environment. Or yeah. So let's like take a little step back where now uh, we, we said automation but that's something that comes after but what comes first what's the what's the first basic step you need to take when you want to think about governance and when you want to put a governance structure in place have a plan yeah and what's the first step with that plan <laughs> what are your goals what do you want to so actually it it, it really it grabs back on on the first step of uh, of of the CAF the cloud adoption framework yeah. You need to have a plan. You need to have a real clear plan what the solution you're building or uh, you're migrating, what it what it should do for your customer. So what's the budget? Uh, what's the value it should bring? Uh, which processes, etc., etc. And as soon as you have a proper plan and you start deploying it and you start building it, then you need to make sure that you you reach that goal or you reach that uh, uh, yeah the, the things you have set in your uh, in your plan. And the way you get there and how you want to get there, that's 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 your governance. So, so then put it on paper, so to say, in a digital manner. Obviously. <laughs> um, and, and have it all written. And, and this is where this this agile way of uh, working comes into come comes in handy. Because if you if you define everything in a in a 
if you define everything in a in a proper manner then you know what is the next step yeah yeah along the way so yes it's it's gonna be planning then we start with this small workload then we test to see if it works then we bring another one and then we have maybe a small workload that runs in the in the move together with yeah it. you move with then the workloads yeah <laughs> i started migrating yeah. you see yeah. <laughs> migrating to the window <laughs> Um, so so now you, you have this small workload that is running in the cloud and then you bring maybe um, another one and, 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 and so forth. And then once you have everything in the cloud, see what's next, how to govern it and how to optimize and what is the support you're offering. And it's it's a whole lot of... Later on, we're going to walk you through the entire cloud journey or the inside... In, inside cloud later journey. on, we're going to walk you through the inside cloud journey. Yeah. And we'll, we're going to go a bit uh, deeper into the steps. Plan, build, manage. And right. I think it's super important to realize that you don't have to know. You, you can't know everything up front. So at a certain moment you start. But, you know, again, there's the evaluation. Evaluate, okay, so what, what went well? What went wrong? What could what improve? What are the learnings from it? What are the learnings from yeah. it? What are my gaps in knowledge? Uh, should I bring in a third party there? Or should I send someone for... Uh, for a certification, for a training, to have that knowledge in a, and, and skills in-house as well. You know, they're, they're all entangled with each other, all those steps. Yeah, yeah. And that's where Insight, Insight Partners can come in and can be of assistance to you. Absolutely. Yeah, we even offer a, a so-called managed governance service, both from a cost and, and technical perspective, uh, where we can control your assets or your environment on your behalf or on behalf of your customers. So... Yeah, there are different ways where we can help you with. You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linde. Special thanks to Insights Alex Malers and Jurjen Uitenboogaard. If you want to know more about Insight and their services, check insight.com. Next time, we'll go further than this and we'll discuss the management part of your cloud infrastructure. That's in the next episode. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>